0: Welcome to season number four of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. So if you're tired of listening to big banks and broke people on how to live a mediocre financial life, this is a place MPS, for you. MPS. To find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. I said we're Talking about money. 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 What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host. The Money Misfit, Jamar Dupaz. this is episode number 55. And today we're going to tackle something that we all pay for. Some people say we need more of it, but we're going to talk about what the purpose of it is. And what is the purpose of buying insurance? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Everybody has their own reasons, but what's the true purpose of behind insurance and how do we make sure we don't get ripped off how do we make sure we buy the right stuff how do we make sure we don't buy stuff we don't need we're gonna tackle that here in today's episode and we're gonna do it with as you know that misfit style asking those tough questions that a lot of people just don't know to ask so If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I do appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can apply it, ask the proper questions so that you can get your money right. Right. Because here's the deal about everybody else's plans for your money. (laughs) They got other plans for it. And it's usually not much of you involved in those plans. Right. So uh, we want to help you get that. Uh, and ask the right questions and all that good stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we always talk about. Uh, and so if you like what you hear and you want to hear more about it, or maybe you want to join in on the discussion, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And while you're there, check out our brand new Facebook group. There's a link to it on the website, there's a link to it in the description and the show notes and all that good stuff. Come join us. There's only a few of us in there right now. So we just got that started. We're going to pump that thing up uh, and really get the discussion going. Because one of the things I love about these podcasts is I get to talk to you, get to listen, you get to hear. I love podcasts because I get to listen. I get to listen to them when I'm doing all kinds of things. But it gets a little bit lonely on this side of the microphone because there's nobody talking back to me. And I don't even know if people are really listening. Now we uh, we've gotten very popular, at least in in my little small world. But uh, we decided I decided to go ahead and open up a Facebook group so we can do that. Just what I talked about. Talk about money like it's everybody's business, because it really is your business. It should be your business. If you don't know about money, you need to know about money because there's other people out there who do know about money and they're trying to get your money. So I want you. To, I want to reverse that and help you get your money and get it right. So uh, with that being said, let's get on with the show. So bef- actually, no, before we get on with the show. I want to do something I haven't done in a while. I want to read off a listener review. Uh, If you like what you hear on the show, I invite you to please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to and leave us a rating and review. Preferably iTunes because we know it really affects our ratings there. So we got a a couple of new uh, reviews that I haven't—I guess I haven't seen—but they just popped up. So I'm going to read just one of them. Right? We're going to read one of them, then we'll go from there this review and it's funny too uh this review is from thug nasty 1369 i know what the 69 is but you know i'm sorry this is a children's show right this is a family friendly show so i'm not gonna go there but thug nasty says give him a chance my buddy turned me on to this about three months ago and it has changed our lives it's a completely different perspective on money. I have lived check paycheck to paycheck since I was 18. I will be 25 next month and it will be the first month I will be able to plan bills one check ahead. Three of us have started meeting one to two times a month and discuss money. Please keep it up. Much love from Dayton, Ohio. Again, that's from Thug Nasty in the iTunes review. man. I appreciate that. Uh, that right there blesses me like you will never understand. Right, So, uh I love this that he has gotten with friends and they've decided to get together and talk uh one to two times a month about money uh because I really do mean that we don't we if we're not good with money it's because we just don't talk about money nobody else is we don't have anybody else to bounce ideas off right or we're not paying attention to it but believe me there are people who are are paying attention to you and your money I just got through reading this book called uh Influence the Psychology of something anyway i'll put a link to it in the show notes um but this whole book was about how <laughs> they use psychological triggers to get us to do stuff uh and there are people who go around to different companies to different countries to uh strategize and do things that will make us basically do things that we don't realize we're doing right uh we're not gonna talk about that today we'll talk about that in another episode but uh this is outstanding. This this is outstanding that they get together and they meet uh, with one another and they talk about money uh, on a regular basis. I I already know at, at 25, this dude or or, or it could be a lady named Thug Nasty, right? You never know. Um, <laughs> they're on their way, right? Him and his friends or her and her friends, they are on their way financially because they're getting ready to talk about it. So that is outstanding. Again, if you like that, Uh, If you like the show and this has affected you in any way, please consider leaving us a review. Head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash review or just click the link right there in the show notes. It'll take you straight to iTunes to leave us a rating and review. And if you want to continue the conversation, keep talking about stuff. Come join the Money Misfits Facebook group. That's also in the description in your favorite podcast player as well. Well, so thank you again, Thug Nasty. If you're out there, shoot me an email. I (laughs) want I want to put a face to this name because that is funny, and I really do appreciate that. So, uh, let's get on with the show. Let's talk about insurance. Now, insurance is usually not a very sexy topic, right? Because one, it's one of those things we really don't want to buy. It's one of those things that you spend money for and don't really see a result for it. But it's on the flip side of that; it's one of those things that when you have it you're really happy. You're really glad that you got it in place. Right. Uh, But what I want to do is help you protect yourself as always. Right. Uh, And help you protect your money. Uh, And that's a certain type of insurance, which is a great segue to. uh, There's all these different types of insurances. Right. You got homeowners insurance. You got auto insurance. You got life insurance. You got Phone insurance, you got liability insurance, you got umbrella insurance, which y'all should look into. Umbrella insurance, by the way, especially for my high income earners, people who got stuff to lose. Umbrella insurance is super cheap. But anyway, uh, you got pet insurance, you got legal insurance, you got malpractice insurance, you got flood insurance. There's all types. I, there's probably even like. Child support insurance out there or something like that <laughs> there's all types of insurance if you can think about it you can probably find an insurance company to write you a policy behind it but what's the purpose of insurance? why do we need to buy insurance anyway and when I look at it and this is just from my perspective from the mis- from the misfits perspective right this is not the the dictionary's definition but the only purpose of purchasing insurance is simply this. And that is to protect your income. Period. Dot. The end. Now, there are are other reasons to buy insurance, right? People could say, well, um, I buy insurance because it's cheap or because it mitigates risk or because the law says I have to. But even with all those things, what you're doing is protecting your income because the law says you have to have insurance. If you're caught without insurance, you you're going to be in trouble. Right. So you don't want a warrant. You don't want any tickets. You don't want to have somebody have to sue you because you can't pay for the damages. Things like that. Insurance is only there to protect your income. Right. And that's why we buy it. And we need to be thinking about that when we are shopping for our insurance or when we're deciding how much insurance to have or what insurance should we have. Right now, the textbook definition is to mitigate risk. Now, what do they mean by mitigate risk? And basically it just means you want to try to take the risk off of your hands and put it on to somebody else, AKA the insurance company. Right. So if you're at risk of getting into a car accident, uh, instead of you uh, maybe being sued out the wazoo or maybe if they sue you, you ain't got nothing anyway. But anyway, <laughs> in case for you to not get sued out the wazoo, uh, you would have the insurance company come step in and pay the uh, the fees for you, the settlement for you, things like that. They would pay uh, in case of a lawsuit or in case of damages and things like that. So that's what they mean by mitigate risk. If something were to come up that somebody else would pay the price for you. That's why you pay those monthly or annually or biannually uh, premiums for your insurance policies. The same thing with health insurance, right? So health insurance is especially because it's been in the news a lot lately with Trump care and he trying to replace Obamacare uh, with a policy that's even worse than Obamacare. But we're not gonna talk about that today. But if you look at health care, for example, the reason why we pay these monthly premiums so when we have to go in and see a physician or go in to see a doctor or something really bad happens to us, that it doesn't take our future earnings or all our money away from us just to have that procedure done. Right. Because these things are expensive. Um, one of the reasons why. healthcare is expensive is because of insurance, right? Because we have this ability to pay. That's one of the reasons why tuition has gone up and college has gone up because there's a lot of money in the system, which drive prices up. What we've done a lot it with our health insurance, especially, I talk about health insurance because everybody can relate to it because I think most of us have health insurance. But if you look at health insurance and how it's, become. Today, we look at health insurance as it's a catch all for everything. We want health insurance to be everything for us and not insurance. Right. Um, what I mean by that? When we go see a doctor, we want insurance to pay for that. Even if it's just for a regular checkup, we want insurance to pay for that. But that's not what insurance initially was you know, set out to be. Insurance is set out to like if you needed it, if you needed brain surgery. Right. And you need to get life lighted somewhere. And that costs you that was going to cost one hundred thousand dollars. Then insurance would step in and pay that. But what's happened is we've asked insurance companies to pay all this other extra stuff. Right. We want you to pay for our prescriptions. We want you to pay for our doctor visits. We want you to pay for our, you know, our. Our wheelchair. We want you to pay for the crutches. We want you to pay for whatever it is. Every single little thing that it has to do with insurance. Once they start doing that, that's when insurance prices started going up, right? Because they're having to cover more and more and more and more stuff. Now, I'm I'm just perusing over this, right? Because I can have a two, three, four day conversation about the real cost of health insurance, but I'm just trying to paint a picture here about uh, where we've kind of gotten wrong and uh, why a lot of times. Uh, We spend more money than we need to on health insurance. Right. So I'll give you an example. Um, And and I promise I'll talk about this later. uh, But if you look at me and my wife. Right. So we just had a baby and we just had a a home birth. We did not involve a doctor uh, in the prenatal care. We hired a midwife. Now, my insurance company would not pay for that. Right. They uh, want me to do the traditional Uh, get in a doctor, go to the hospital, things like that. Now, me knowing that already I have what's considered a high deductible health insurance plan with a low premium. Right. So when I was thinking about uh, purchasing this health insurance, I asked myself this question, what is the purpose of insurance? And the purpose of this insurance is to protect my income. Now, I have money set aside. I have money uh, the way we do our our money and stuff like that. We always have money kind of coming in and available to us. Right. So I knew with a high deductible plan that I am not worried about the high deductible. I can pay for the deductible if it comes out. I also know that me and my family, we are fairly healthy. Right. We really only go for fevers. Maybe to if we have to go to emergency room, the odds of going to emergency room is maybe one of us throughout the year. Maybe two. I can afford that. Right. Um, but then we have this pregnancy. But the the reason why I chose a high deductible insurance plan was because the monthly premiums are low. Right. Even when I look at our because I, I work for the city and I'm in the fire department and I look at we have the HMO. Right. Even when I look at the HMO my monthly health insurance premiums will cost me $3,000 to $4,000 more per year if nothing happens, right? Just off the the monthly premiums alone. So right then and there, I save $3,000 just by not buying the HMO and getting the high deductible policy. Now, my high deductible policy ain't $3,000, right? I think it's like $1,800 for uh, an individual, and I think it's like $5,000 or something like that, or $4,000 for the family. But I'm already winning because if nothing goes wrong, I have saved myself $3,000. On top of that, my insurance policy is what it's called a HRA, not a HSA, but a HRA. It's a health reimbursement account. And what the city does is it provides me a thousand dollars to to help pay for that first, you know, eighteen hundred dollars of that deductible or the first basically the first thousand dollars of any uh, procedures I got to do. So with that being said, if I when I take my kids to the doctor, that's not for preventative care. Now, all my preventative care is taken care of. Right. So immunizations, just going to the doctor for regular checkups. All that stuff is free. Right. But if we got to go to the doctor for, let's say, a runny nose or a fever that's been going on for too long or whatever this weird rash, we pay out of pocket. Right. But when I was on the coinsurance deal, we would have like a twenty five dollar copay, a forty five dollar copay. Um, so I would still be paying money. So I was paying more on a monthly basis, but I still had copays on my current plan. I don't have any copays. I just pay what it costs to go to the doctor and you'd be surprised (laughs) what it costs to go to the doctor without the insurance, right? Uh, I will pay $60 or $80, right? Or $100. Either way, remember, I'm already ahead, not just $3,000, but they've also given me an additional $1,000 to help me pay for uh, my healthcare costs, right? But here's a deal that you don't understand about and I, this is not what the show is about, but I guess I'm on this tangent. So I'm gonna go on it. <laughs> Here's a deal about when you can pay up front uh, at healthcare facilities. They like it and they'll give you discounts. Why? Because they don't have to go through the insurance company. Right. They don't have to wait 60, 90, 120, 180 days for the money to come in from the insurance company. They will pay you. They will give you a discount if you can pay them right now. So I get even more discounts. By being able to pay them right then and there. Right. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Awesome. Um, But in the case that something really bad happens to me or my family, my insurance is still there. Right. So for us, it works. Right. I only paint. I only say that to paint a picture that you got to look at insurance as a way to protect your income. Right. If I were to pay the higher monthly premium, right? I'm out of pocket even more before anything ever happens. Right. And then I want to do healthcare like we want to do it. We want to do the midwife and have a home birth. That means I would have the higher monthly premiums and I still have to pay out of pocket for the home birth, for the prenatal care. That means I'd be more out of money. So when I think about how much I should pay for my insurance I think about the purpose of insurance and the purpose of insurance is to protect me, protect my income. That's in my monthly premiums. And if something catastrophic were to happen to me, now let's look at uh, car insurance, for example, car insurance the same way. I'm looking at car insurance. What I want to do is get the the lowest cost for the most coverage. Why? Again, I want to protect my income, not only income that I have today, but my future income. If somebody if we were to get an accident and somebody were to sue me or I have to pay for somebody else's damage or the insurance company would have to pay for somebody else's damage. Not only that is if I don't have insurance. Right. I face penalties of of. Uh, law enforcement, right? Having tickets, getting warrants, things like that. I've been that. I've done that. Um, (laughs) If y'all listen to my episode, it's expensive being broke. You know what I'm talking about here, right? So you can go back and listen to that. I'll put a link to it in the show notes for those who haven't heard that. It's one of our most popular episodes. But I did some things because it's expensive being broke. When I couldn't afford my car insurance, things would roll downhill because I got caught (laughs) without car insurance, right? So I had warrants and tickets and yada, which ended up costing me even more money. But not only am I thinking about that, I'm thinking about uh, if my car gets totaled and I don't have insurance, I don't have adequate insurance. Right. I need to get a car so I can get back to work so I can create an income. Right. If you are rolling around with a deductible of, let's say, five hundred dollars, but you don't have five hundred dollars in the bank, you're, you're at risk. Right, Because if something were to happen to your car, you're going to have to pay that $500 deductible before the insurance company wants to cut you a check or give you a new car, whatever the case may be. But that's what I'm thinking about when I get my insurance. Is this really going to benefit me? Is this going to protect my income on my cash flow basis, on a monthly basis? And also, if something catastrophic were to happen to me and I need it to come through, I'm always thinking about that when I'm thinking about my insurance. So that's when I think about how much I should spend now. You can go too far with insurance. Right. Some people go absolutely nuts. But again, we go back to what's the purpose of insurance is protect our income. So with that in mind, I know better than to spend too much money, too much of my monthly income on insurance. So some insurances I'm just not going to get. Right. Uh, Sometimes I don't get travel insurance because it's it's not worth it. Right. uh, Maybe I won't get the car insurance if I rent a car because my insurance company already covers it. Or maybe I will because it's already it's super cheap. So it, it didn't really cost much. So I might as well go ahead and get it. Uh, if I have an iPhone that I spent a thousand dollars for, maybe I'll spend an extra hundred dollars on iPhone experience on insurance, especially if I know that I am prone to dropping my phone. Right. Or I don't want to have a case on it or things like that. You want to look at your particular life and your particular situation to determine whether or not insurance is is right for you. Uh, You look at people who are professionals. Right. Uh, A lot of owners of athletic teams. They have insurance policies on the organs and ligaments and limbs of their players. Right. Because if I pay somebody, if I gave somebody guaranteed money of 70 million dollars and they tear their leg up and they can't play no more. Well, I need to have a policy out on that so I can save my income as a owner of the, of the franchise. And it's the same thing that we got to think about, right? This is also why there's no such thing as self-insurance, right? We have this idea that we can self-insure. Now, you may have the money, but that doesn't mean that's insurance, right? So let me give you an example. If I got a million dollars in the bank, right? And I got a million dollar home, and my home breaks down. Right. Or burns down. That breaks down. <laughs> my home burns down. Somebody may say, well, I'm self insurance because I have the million dollars so I can just build a house back. Here's a problem with that scenario. Once you spend the million dollars to build a house back, you don't have a million dollars no more. So did you protect your income? No. So there's no such thing as self-insurance. Now, there are situations where. The thing costs so little, like if I'm Bill Gates and I got a million dollar house and I'm worth 40 billion dollars, hmm, maybe I buy insurance. Maybe I don't. Maybe because it it doesn't really it's not much of a risk to me It it won't really affect my income very much. Hopefully that makes sense. Right. Uh, but somebody who only has two million dollars or maybe just have a million dollars, they cannot self-insure because that would cost them their money right? All their money will be gone or 50% of their money be gone. A large chunk of their money will be gone, which will affect their lifestyle. So that is the point of insurance. You look when you look at like life insurance, right? So I look at my wife being a stay at home mom. And so some people look at life insurance They go, well, you only need enough life insurance to replace the income that a spouse is bringing in. Well, my wife doesn't bring in any income, right? Because she's Well, she doesn't bring in any traditional taxable income, according to the IRS, but she saves us more money than I could probably ever bring in. Right. Her what she does for this household is super valuable. Right. I can't really even put a price tag on it, but I have to think about if she were to pass away. Who's going to do who's going to take up the slack? Right. I would have to hire A full team of people (laughs) to do what she does. Right. In order for me to continue to go and create income for my family. Right. As a firefighter, when I go to work, I'm at work. I don't have I can't come pick up my children from school. Right. I'm not at home to be able to take them to school or take them to daycare afterwards or even pick them up because I am gone all day long. That is super expensive. Right. Right. For me to have to pay somebody to be able to, especially now we got four kids, right? Uh, So although she may not bring in any income, I'm not looking to replace income per se. I'm looking to protect my income with insurance, right? So in order for me to continue to make income, if she were to pass away, I'd have to still be able to go to work, right? I'd still be able to do these things. So I need... Life insurance on her is not necessarily. It's not just for the burial, right? Like a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I'm just getting life insurance so I can bury my so and so." Well, if that person has uh, an effect, would have an effect on your income in the future. And I and I know I'm sounding real cold about this, but I just just want to kind of be matter of fact about the insurance itself, right? Uh, if, if somebody, if you're, if somebody you love were to pass away, and even if it doesn't affect you financially. But it rocks you emotionally. Right. That could affect your income. So maybe you need to have a policy or maybe you need to have a payout that will allow you to maybe take more time off from work. And there's some other things you could do. in this. this is not just financial, but we're talking about insurance because it's a financial product. There's other things you can do to ensure uh, smoother transitions outside of money. But just when we're talking about money. Uh, Maybe you need that extra money to take more time off from work, maybe take a sabbatical, maybe maybe get therapy, maybe, you know, whatever. There's there's tons of reasons uh to to get insurance. But the, the real true purpose. Is to look at what it's going to cost you. Right. If you don't. Or in other words, it protects your income. Right. So how do you know what you should get? Well, you just look at your own personal life. Right. Uh, I talked about umbrella insurance earlier. Umbrella insurance is basically uh, insurance that goes above and beyond all your insurance. A lot of times it doesn't kick into a certain amount. Let's say uh, if you have insurance policies up to five hundred thousand and you want to put an umbrella insurance above you from that'll cover you from five hundred thousand on up to, I don't know, a million or two million or whatever the case may be really for high income earners, you really should have a policy uh, umbrella policy, right? Because one is super cheap. Like it's it's dirt cheap to have an umbrella policy, especially if you're in a profession or if you there's some some reason why somebody would want to sue you or whatnot. Or if you have some assets that you want to protect, if you have some income that you want to protect, then uh, you definitely want to even look into that. But what should you get? Well, number one, you want to get the stuff that you're legally supposed to have because you don't want any trouble with the law, right? Well, maybe you do but I don't. So you get that stuff you want to have, but you really get the stuff that's going to protect your income. If you're in a, uh, a risky place like me, I am in an area where uh, I'm not in a flood zone, but my neighborhood is known to flood. There's other houses in the neighborhood that are in a flood zone. I'm just not in the flood zone, but my neighborhood or my neighborhood has been known to flood. Right. So flood insurance is something that I should have. Right. If you look at a doctor, uh, doctors have malpractice insurance. Now, most of them are required, but there's additional malpractice insurance you can get. Uh, I'm not an expert on that, of course, uh, because I am not a doctor. I just kind of. I'm not a doctor, (laughs) but we talked about phone insurance, pet insurance. Right. So they got even insurance for your pets. It's not something I, I have a dog, but it's not something I necessarily invest in. Some people do. Right. Um, There's all types of insurance, but you got to see if it makes sense for you. Does this protect my income today and tomorrow? Right. Uh, If it doesn't cost that much, and it's not that big of a deal for your budget on a regular monthly cash flow basis. Then it may make sense for you, especially if something were to go so wrong that it, it had to take out such a large outlay of income in the future. And so how do you make sure that you don't get ripped off? It's real simple. Just like you do anything else. You shop around. You ask for friends. You ask friends what they've done. You you ask good questions. Right. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. Never invest your money or buy things that you don't understand. Right. I've said this a million times. And if people won't take the time to help you understand, then don't do business with them because apparently they don't want your business or they trying to they just trying to shake you down. Right. That's basically what I found in life. If somebody won't take the time to explain to me what the heck is going on, they don't want my business or they're trying to get me to make a decision so fast that there's something there that I'm supposed to see that I'm not yet seeing. I mean, that's real reason why I don't make impulse decisions. It's not because I have some type of self control or discipline. It's because I get paranoid. I'm like, man, why are you trying to hurry up so fast? Why are you trying to get me to buy this so fast? My spidey senses get to going off like a mug. Like I now, uh uh-uh. uh. What do what, what you mean I gotta buy this? Why I gotta buy this right now? What you mean? I just I just seen you for the first time. I don't I don't know you. right? So that's that's the real reason why I don't make impulse buys. It ain't like I got this crazy discipline. It's just I got that little paranoia in me and I don't like to waste my money, if you can tell, because I have. And here's why I don't like to waste my money, because I have bigger plans for my money. Right? I got bigger ideas for my money. My money is spoken for. You ever heard of the, the bespoke? I like can get a bespoke sp- suit. The whole deal came from. Uh, When you have a gentleman or a lady who was spoken for. So they call it bespoke. This particular suit is custom made. So it's spoken for. So there's a particular person that this suit is for. I'm the same way with my dollars. There's a particular purpose that my money is for. Right. And so for you to take my dollars away from his purpose, it's got to be real difficult. Or you got to show me the light. Right. You got to show me there's a better purpose for my dollars because my dollars already have purposes. Right. (laughs) So uh, that's what I'm looking at. But anyway, let's recap. What's the purpose of insurance? There's really only one purpose for insurance and that's protect your income. That's protect your current cash flow and any large outlays that you may have to come out of. Uh, sometime in the future, whether it be that you have to replace furniture, uh, because or uh, rebuild your house because it flooded, or there was a hurricane, whether you have to get your car replaced because you got an accident and you need a vehicle because you use your vehicle to go make your money, whether it's to protect your income if in case there was a, a tragic life incident. Uh, Like life insurance, things like that. If you lost a spouse, if you lost a friend, you lost a mother a parent or child um, is to replace um, your protect your income in case that you get injured. Right. I didn't mention this, but disability insurance, that's probably the first insurance that everybody should have. Right. You're more likely to uh, get injured in your working years than you are to die. But everybody has like not everybody. <laughs> let me let me take that back. But a lot of people are quick to buy life insurance, which you should. You should have life insurance. Right. If you if you want that type of thing. Uh, but you're you're more likely to get uh, disabled than you are to die. Right. So disability insurance is something you should look into. It's going to be cheapest through your job. Uh, But you should look out in the private market. Now, I'm not a disability insurance specialist or anything like that, but I have looked into it and I do have it on myself. Uh, But that's something that you should have because you can get injured, especially if you're uh, one of those people that really work with your hands. You work with your body. And if you are disabled and you don't necessarily have any other skills uh, to replace your income, uh, that doesn't require your hands or your body. Then you really need to think about what would happen if you got injured and you can't work anymore, because I'll tell you, these jobs ain't got no loyalty, no loyalty anymore. They will let you go. They will let you go. I've seen it happen in in the fire department. Right. They let people go. They got injured or cancer or whatever. And it's probably because they've because of the fire department, we have higher risk and higher chances of having cancer and higher chances of, of, you know, getting injured. Um, But I've seen them let guys go. Uh, because they can't make it back to the job, right? Uh, so you need to think about that. You need to think about disability insurance, and I, I can't believe I f- I forgot that. That's probably one of the most important insurances that's out there. But basically, I saying all that to say this: you need to think about when you're looking at insurance. You need to think about how do you protect your income, not only your cash flow today, because you don't want to spend too much money on this where you can't do the other things that you really need to do with your money, where you can't get ahead, right? Uh, you those are important things. Uh, so you don't want to just go out buying all the insurance that you possibly can. I think it was an episode of Blackish when oh boy, he was like he bought insurance on everything, right? You don't want to say wanna go do that. You want to make sure it makes sense for you and you want to talk to professionals, talk to your financial team. If you don't have a financial team, put you one together. I'm out there looking for people. I'm looking for agents, I'm looking for tax advisors, advisors, I'm looking for insurance guys, I'm looking for investment guys, I'm looking for real estate brokers, I'm looking for people. Uh, that have our same philosophies, the misfits philosophy, so we can put together teams of people uh, that we can go talk to when we have these questions. Lawyers, the whole nine, right? So uh, if if anybody is, is interested in that or know anybody like that, make sure you get them in contact with me because I'm that's what I'm putting together. But look at that. Talk to your people that you know. Talk to people that you trust. Ask around. Ask people that you know uh, and then people that actually have it. I don't really buy things from people like, if you're trying to sell me life insurance, but you don't have life insurance yourself, I'm, I'm not I'm not buying it from you, dog. you. You just you cancel Christmas. Just forget about it. Right. It's just like I don't really take advice from from broke people. Right. Because, you know, I I had a mentor of mine tell me one time, it's like, you got to be careful who you take advice from, because the moment you take their advice, you've just bought their lifestyle. And I said, I've said this before on this podcast. If you don't like my lifestyle, if you don't like my train of thought, don't take what I say as advice. Just take it as information. Right. Take it as information. Run a simulation in your own life and see if it applies for you. See if you like it. Right. Look for opposing views. So if I say something, find somebody with opposing views of what I have to say and then sit on the edge. Remember, there's three sides to the coin, the heads, the tails and the ridge. You always want to sit on the ridge of the coin. Right. So take what I say, take what somebody else has to say. That's maybe the opposite of what I got to say. And then look at both of them and see how it applies to your life. That's how we need to make decisions. That's how we need to, to move forward making decisions for ourselves, especially when it comes to our finances, because there's a lot of shenanigans out there, right? And for the life of me, I can't understand why we listen to big banks on how to manage money when their whole goal is to get our money from our hands into theirs. But we do it, right? Because we call them the experts or whatever. So I'm no expert. I'm just a regular guy who got tired of being broke. <laughs> so... This, that's what you get from me. Right. Uh, so take everything I say with you, uh, save for you or to you with a grain of salt. But when it comes down to insurance, there's one thing that I found the true purpose of insurance, and that is to protect your income today and tomorrow. So when you're thinking about insurance, think about your income and how it affects that. That's all I got today. Uh, if you like it, if you learn something, you think somebody else can benefit from it, please do me a solid and share this thing out. Let's keep this movement going our downloads keep growing more and more and more every week. And that's really only because of you sharing it out. And if you want to keep the conversation going, let's talk about it. let us If you have any questions, you got any complaints or concerns about what I said today, bring it over to the Facebook, the new Money Misfit Facebook group. And let's get the conversation going. Let's really talk about money. Don't just listen to me. Don't just sit on the sideline. Let's talk about money uh, and get really involved like my man Thug Nasty or woman. I don't know again (laughs) from earlier from the review earlier let's get involved let's talk about it let's get the conversation going again over at uh, the money misfit facebook group you can find that in your show notes here or you can go to yourmoneyright.com and click on it you can see the link in the header or you can just search for money misfit on facebook so with that being said i really do appreciate you listening any other questions, you can email me at jamar at yourmoneyright.com if you want to keep everything a little bit uh, under wraps. So uh, you can do that. That is always available. But anyway, I appreciate you so much for listening. I really, really do. I love you and God bless. And P.S. And P.S. talking about money, Yes. seven